Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Let's turn to Acts chapter 2, the book of Acts, chapter number 2, verse number 41 down through verse number 47. And of course, uh, we are looking at a prototype, the prototype, the First mention, the law of first mention, that model church, uh, a, a heart, the heart of a healthy church is going to look like that. Remember last week we talked about uh, how they were uncommonly unified. Uncommonly unified. They were incredibly diverse. Uh, and, and I think that uh, as a church, we should be impacting our neighborhood. Uh, I think all churches should be impacting their neighborhood. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, we should have reflected in our church a composite of what our neighborhood looks like. And I'm glad that we have 48 plus uh, different nationalities that we've reached, that we've uh, seen come to the Lord, uh, and that make up uh, Rosedale Baptist Church and ministries and, and praise the Lord for that. But then, uh, not just uncommonly unified, not just incredibly diverse, Bible heavy, Bible heavy. Well, I don't come to church to hear what the pastor has to say. I come to church to hear what God has to say. Uh, I don't go to a church to hear some political agenda that the pastor has. Uh, I go to church to hear the heart of God through the word of God uh, that he's given to us. And then Christ-centered, Christ-centered. Remember the sermon, how Christ-centered that sermon was, touching on the incarnation of Christ and the crucifixion of Christ and uh, the resurrection, the ascension of Christ and, uh, and, and talking about that. Uh, but then... Uh, they, they had a heart to reach their world, their world. And so uh, as we're trying to look at, okay, what should we be uh, as a church? Rosedale Baptist Church, what should we be? Boy, we want to make sure that we look at God's prototype, his model, uh, and reflect that in how we minister today. Well, uh, today uh, we're talking about the community of the church, the fellowship of the church. He purchased the church with his blood uh, and one of the primary reasons we could be saved and not have the church, uh, but he birthed the church, he purchased the church with his blood, uh, not just being saved apart from, well, he did that so that we would have relationships and friendships and, and uh, 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 leaning on, encouraging, sharpening, blessing, uh, uplifting each other. And so uh, we're going to look at that just for a few moments uh, this morning. Look at verse number 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them, to the church, about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers, that community, that community, living on mission together, living as a community together. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and all that believed were together had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, where they sacrificed financially, they gave to the Lord through the church, they gave to the Lord through the church, and parted them to all men as every man had need, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house, did ether meet with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll help us to have this kind of heart, uh, the heart of fellowship and friendships and connections and church relationships. Help us to, to see how you've emphasized that, how uh, it was important to them, it should be important to us. And God, we will give you the praise as you give clarity from your word. In Jesus' name we pray, uh, amen. Put down number one, if you will. I'm going to step back and kind of give a description, a description of what church relationship should be. Uh, and of course, it's coming from Ephesians and Peter. I'm not going to give you the addresses. I'm going to quote the verses, okay? Uh, and so stay up with me. This is just kind of setting the table. Uh, the description of church relationship, uh, and again, Ephesians and, and 1 Peter, uh, we're citizens of the same country. We're citizens as a church, as a congregation, we're citizens of the same country. Ye are no more aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints serving the same king, having the same guide, uh, our hearts having the same loyalties. And I like the fact that this church in Acts 2 had 14 different nationalities. Yes, they were Jews, they were devout men uh, of all nations, though, of all nations, though, uh, under the sun. Uh, and God brought them together in the church, in the church. 48 different nationalities and so many different uh, philosophically and uh, so many different uh, uh, financially and the diversity that we have. Uh, but but uh, he's naturalized us into the same country, uh, into the same city. We're citizens of the same country. Number two, uh, we're stones in the same facility. Stones in the same facility. Uh, the, 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 the woods, the beam, the, the bricks, the mortar, is a, uh, they come together, they, they, they come together uh, as lively stones built up together uh, into a spiritual house. You see, true friends don't pull you away from church. True friends don't undercut, backbite, and talk negatively about the church. True, true friends uh, are birthed and developed and built together in the church in the church. And I understand that you can have friends outside of the church, I get that, but none with as much in common as these friends. Uh, none that has quite the same heart as these do. Uh, none with so many similarities and uh, heading the same direction. And so I get there can be friends outside of the church, but the deepest, truest friends uh, are going to be found inside of the church. And so uh, we're citizens of the same country. We're Stones of the same facility. Uh, number three, we're members of the same body. Members of the same body. Uh, if all were the, the hearing, uh, if all were the smelling, the ear, the eye, the nose, the foot, the leg, the uh, arm, the elbow. Boy, a lot of diversity, but all in one place. Members, we being many, are one body in Christ. And uh, everyone members of one of another. Uh, put down number four quickly, the description, the description that God gives of the church. Uh, number four, we're siblings in the same family, sons and daughters uh, of God, uh, of the household of faith. Uh, look at it uh, uh, again in uh, verse number uh, 42, and they continued, they, they continued, and then uh, verse number uh, 46, and they continuing, continued. Uh, it's not just that they got saved, not just that they got baptized, uh, but they found community, uh, they found relationships, uh, they found their truest friends inside of the church. I do think that's a little bit about what First John talks about when it says, they went out from us because they were not really of us. For had they been of us, they no doubt would have continued, same word, 
that they no doubt would have continued with us, but they went out that it might be manifest that they weren't all of us. Uh, and so citizens of the same country and stones of the same facility and members of the same body and siblings of the same, same family, uh, they're continuing, continuing to make true friendships, deep, lasting, abiding relationships. Uh, and so let's look at it in our text, just the depths of them. The depths of them. We started out the description uh, of them, those church relationships, uh, but then now, uh, let's look at the depths of church relationships. By the way, uh, you can have those relationships as deep as you want them to be. It's almost similar to you're as close to God as you want to be. It's almost that same thing, but uh, let's start out. The, the first one is a surface one. We see uh, right out of the box, fellowship. Write it down, fellowship. The depths of true relationships. Number one, uh, fellowship. Look at 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and, say it, and fellowship. Okay, this time everyone say it. You ready? Uh, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and, here it is, uh, fellowship. Uh, that initial level, that initial level is fellowship. Fellowship, where we share words. That fellowship. Uh, and this part uh, is connected to membership, fellowship with membership. I connect them because God did. God did. We choose which is our church family. Uh, we choose to an extent what members we'll fellowship with. Why, who's heading the right direction? I want to head with them. Uh, 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 the, uh, 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 he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Companion of fools shall be destroyed. I, I want to make sure that, that my closest friends are ones that are heading the same direction I'm heading. And so that surface relationship, sharing words, uh, fellowship, fellowship. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And so that surface uh, relationship, fellowship, uh, but it's tied to membership. Membership, uh, eventually deciding what church is your church. Uh, eventually committing uh, what church is your church. Uh, in membership, there's a deeper level of commitment uh, it, it's not just going to different restaurants and checking out the food and deciding and then the next restaurant and then going to another restaurant. Uh, membership is about getting behind the kitchen and doing some of the cooking and serving. Uh, 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 it, it's a part of uh, investing. And so uh, a fellowship, that, that, that uh, surface level, but it starts with membership. Boy, Christians were never meant to serve God by themselves. Christians were always meant, uh, okay, talking about marriage, uh, but it applies here. It is not good that man should be alone. Uh, let's apply it here. Uh, it is not good that woman should be alone. And you say, well, that's uh, Adam and Eve. Yeah, it applies here, though. Uh, in fact, Ecclesiastes would say, two are better than one. Two are better than one. Uh, God birthed the church so that we could have community so that we could have that, that sharpening, that camaraderie, uh, and that first part is membership, fellowship. Uh, it, it, it's unlike a football player that was never a part of a team, just kind of free-floating and doing his own thing and never learns the playbook, never comes to the practices, doesn't know uh, the sets, doesn't know uh, the coaches. He just kind of shows up on game day and does what he wants to do. Boy, they're never going to fit in. Uh, they're never going to feel like they have a home. Uh, they're never going to be able to deepen that relationship. It's like 
uh, on Memorial Day, if you go from park to park to park, and deciding what family gathering you want to be a part of based on how good is the food, what type of food, and then, uh, now, I don't want to commit because I don't want to bring any food. I just want to eat the food that everyone else brought. Is everybody with me? And then park hopping, park hopping, park hopping, park hopping, church hopping, church hopping, church hopping, church hopping. Uh, And so the depths of the relationship, yes, it starts out with fellowship, fellowship. They were added to the church, and then they continued steadfastly in that fellowship. Next level, put it down, number two, friendship, friendship. Fellowship is where you share words. Uh, What was the weather like today? Uh, How are you doing today? Uh, Was there much traffic on the way to church? Sharing words. Friendship is where you share hearts. You share burdens. You share prayer requests. Uh, You share that social aspect of your life. Uh, You don't don't just share words, you share emotions. And look at it, verse 42. And they continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, that's first, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Well, it's not just talking together, it's praying together. It's not just talking together, it's communing together. Look at 46. And they continuing daily with one accord and in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Oh yes, fellowship is learning to belong. Friendship is learning to share. Uh, fellowship is learning to belong. Okay, uh, what, what church do I fit in? Uh, but then uh, friendship deepens that. Uh, it's learning to share. Uh, by the way, uh, you could never develop that kind of deep friendship uh, without first meeting together. Without first meeting together. I think uh, the church is for fellowship. I think small groups are for friendships. Uh, the church is for fellowship. Uh, I think life groups are, are for friendships. Uh, the church is for fellowship, but those in-home Bible studies that we, ha- we have from house to house, from house to house, boy, coming in, getting to know each other at a, a deeper level, the depths of those church relationships. I don't want to just have relationships up here at that surface level. I want to not just share words. I want to share emotions and lives and hearts and prayer requests and Uh, bearing one another's burdens and praying one for another. Uh, I want to have that deeper relationship of of friendship. Put down number three. Uh, We're talking about the depths, and so uh, we've seen a lot of it up to this point. Acts chapter 1, they're getting ready. They're in the upper room, and then uh, when uh, they were endued with power from on high, and then that that church was birthed, that uh, incredible birthing of that church, and then some of the dynamics there. But but, uh, they were added to the church for this purpose, community community, uh, for living on vision together, on mission together, Uh, and so fellowship, and then deeper than that, friendship, and uh, fellowship, learning to belong, and then friendship, learning to share. Put down number three, partnership, partnership. Partnership is learning to do my part, learning to do my part. I don't just show up to that family gathering and eat all the food that everyone else brought. Uh, A partnership is bringing food myself and uh, and sharing that with others. A partnership is carrying my weight, carrying my load, doing my part. Uh, Fellowship, sharing words. Friendship, sharing feelings. Partnership, sharing goals. Sharing direction. Sharing vision. Sharing dreams. Boy, heading the same direction. That's partnership. Uh, Look at it in verse number 44. Uh, Now they're not just uh, fellowshipping, sharing words. Uh, Now they're not just 
house-to-house uh, -house breaking bread, uh, that, that friendship, 44, uh, and all that believed were together, community, church, uh, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, they sacrificed financially, imparted them to all men, the church, that church community, uh, as every man had need, they sacrificed their finances for a common goal, for a common good. Boy, we need to deepen those relationships. Deepen those relationships. By the way, uh, if all you're doing is sharing words, it's a surface relationship. Uh, and that's fellowship, I get it. Uh, but if all you're doing is sharing feelings, that's a fragile relationship. And I get that's friendship, I get that. But a deeper relationship in, with, than that uh, is when we're working together, uh, sacrificing together. Uh, we're all in. We're all in. Uh, when I give to the work, I'm investing my heart in the work of God. When I'm lifting my praise, I'm projecting my heart to the Lord, and when all of us have our hearts heading the same direction, heading the same direction, boy, all of our hearts will be closer together. It's a deep, lasting relationship when it's not just here, uh, fellowship, not just here, uh, friendship, but it's all the way here, partnership. Uh, Philippians chapter number one, uh, Paul kind of opens his heart and shows how closely connected he is to the members of the church at Philippi. And he says this in Philippians 1, verse number 3. He said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. When I think about you, number one, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. And when I'm thinking about you, I thank my God uh, for every remembrance, I'm, uh, I'm thinking about you, I'm, uh, I'm grateful for you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm remembering you. Look at the next part. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you, for you all making requests with joy. Do you see the, the descriptors? Well, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. I'm grateful for you. I remember you. You're on my heart. You're on my mind. I pray for you. I have gratitude about you. I have you in my prayers. And it gives me joy when I think about that, when I think about you. Why were they so close, Paul and this church? Why were they so close, that, that deep, lasting, abiding relationship? It's the next verse. For or because your fellowship, say it with me, in the gospel. In the gospel, uh, they weren't just getting together and having nothing in common. Uh, they weren't just getting together and, how are you today? And, uh, how are you today? And, and uh, is it sunny or rainy? Uh, was your week good? Was it bad? Uh, it wasn't just that. Uh, they were laboring together for the gospel. Uh, he'll say that in chapter 4, verse number 3. They're serving together uh, in the gospel. He'll say that in chapter 2, verse number 22. Uh, and he says, because of that, boy, that's why I'm thinking about you. That's why you're so close to me. Uh, I'm so close to you. We've partnered together. Uh, and when I pray for you, there's joy. I, I, I'm grateful for, for who you are and what God has done with us together. Together, each achieves more. That's team. Team. Uh, team. Family. 
Uh, that's what uh, stones in the same facility, uh, one brick or one board, it's not going to give much shade to anybody. But when all of the bricks and all of the boards uh, come together, uh, that's when it becomes a useful uh, uh, shelter uh, to shelter from storms. Uh, and so partnership, partnership. Uh, again, that fellowship are sharing words and that friendship are sharing feelings, but that, that partnership is partnering together for the work, giving and sacrificing and financially having a vested interest uh, in what's going on. 1 Corinthians put this, puts it this way. Again, Paul's writing it. He said, we're laborers together. We're laborers together. We're laborers together with God. Uh, you ever meet two veterans, especially ones that fought in the same war? Uh, they shared the same foxhole. Uh, they went through the same basic training. Uh, they had the same military experience. Uh, they had to lean on each other during those times of conflict. Uh, I promise you, if you see them together, uh, there's going to be, almost if it's the first time they met each other, there's going to be a deep connection because they've partnered and sacrificed, uh, and their hearts, their hearts went through the same goal, the same purpose, uh, the same work. Uh, it's not just fellowship. Boy, it's deeper even than, than friendship. It goes all the way down to a common cause, a common goal, a common work, uh, all the way down to a partnership, a partnership. And then ultimately, lastly, write it down if you will. Uh, of course, we saw the description of these relationships where uh, citizens of the same country, if you're saved, if you're saved, uh, were stones of the same facility, were, were uh, 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 siblings in the same family, uh, we, we have that connection, we have that connection. Uh, but, but then also the depths of them, the depths of them. Boy, we can be as close in these relationships as we choose to be, but if all that ever happens is coming in on Sunday morning, bless me if you can, uh, and then I go home for the rest of the week and then come back Sunday morning and then, bless me if you can, and then I go back home. Boy, those, those, those relationships are going to be surface, they're going to be fragile, but we can have deeper relationships than that uh, if we're a part of a small group, a life group, uh, meeting in those house-type uh, groups and the activities and involving myself in that way. But even closer than that uh, is when we partner together uh, for the gospel, for the glory of God, but then kinship, kinship, uh, kinship, that, that deepest one. Look at 46. Fellowship shared words. Friendship shared feelings. Partnership shared work. Kinship shared lives. 46. And they continuing daily with one accord in, in the temple uh, and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. We don't have to do life alone. Uh, they, they ate their bread. Singleness and gladness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Uh, and, that, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, I understand when you're born again, you're a part of the family. I, I get that. But you know there's people that are part of my family, maybe a second cousin, a, a second cousin once removed, whatever that means. Uh, there, there's members in my family that aren't as close as other members in my family. I, I, I don't want to just be related by, by uh, uh, the DNA of kinship. I, I want to have a deeper relationship than that. Yes, sharing words and uh, yes, sharing hearts and uh, yes, sharing sacrifice. Uh, but as we do that together for a time, uh, that's when we're not just called a family, 
but will actually have that inseparable, inseparable bond of, of brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. I do think that's a little bit what Proverbs means when it says, a friend loveth at all times. A friend loveth at all times. Well, you should go to church where they have your back. Uh, you should go to church where you're supported and encouraged and blessed. A, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A brother, that, that even closer friend, uh, not just loveth at all times, he's born for adversity. He'll walk through the fire with you. It's interesting how Paul not only describes his relationship to the members at Philippi, but also to some of his partners in the work. I think about Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18. First Tim, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1. Uh, and 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 2. Uh, he uses this phrase. He says, to Timothy, my dearly beloved brother. Not just a brother. You're my dearly, dearly beloved. Not just a loved brother. A, a dearly beloved brother. That didn't, hap that didn't happen by chance. Uh, that was something that as they labored, as they labored, Timothy with him, uh, them uh, co-laboring together for the work of God, for the work of God. Boy, the deeper you plant your heart, the deeper you plant your life. Uh, oh yes, the church is for fellowship. Small groups are for uh, that that, that friendship, uh, but then uh, building programs and ministry launches and, uh, and offerings and, and sacrifices. But, uh, that's where it's the partnership. But uh, as we do that together, that's where we have that kinship. Uh, again, two are better than one. Uh, again, it's not good that man should be alone. Uh, and, and, and by the way, I think the contrast is in Proverbs 18 when it says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Well, it's up to us. It's up to us. You say, well, pastor, no one's ever called me to go over to lunch, uh, out to lunch with them. Uh, okay, but have you called them? Uh, oh, no one's ever stopped by my house. Yeah, but have you stopped by their house? Uh, well, well, no one's ever given me a note of encouragement. Yes, but, but have you sent that note of encouragement to them? The onus is on us. We're as close to God as we want to be, period, end of sentence, and the level and depth of our relationship, we're as close as we want to be, period, end of sentence. And so the description of church relationships, we saw that. The, the depths of church relationships, we saw that. And by the way, you should have a heart for that because we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. I, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday morning. Highlight of my week. I can't wait to just kind of uh, walk slowly and just talk and connect and, uh, and love on and, uh, and be a blessing. I, I can't wait. Uh, why? Uh, because I, I, I've been passed from death to life. And, and a sign of that is I love the brethren, not just at a surface level, not just at a fragile level, but as, at a partnering level, uh, at a true kinship kind of a level. And let me give you the sermon, lastly, uh, after we've seen the text, how close they were, uh, they were saved, yes. They were baptized, yes. But, but they were added to the church, yes. But, but, but uh, there was a reason for that. The heart of a healthy church has community, has those relationships. Uh, and you've heard us 
uh, uh, announced small groups. You've heard us talk about life groups. You've heard us talk about Bible studies. You've heard that. But again, uh, you'll only be as close as you want to be. But why do we need it? Put down number three, the dynamics of church relationships. You show me your three closest friends. You show me the three people that you spend the most time with. You show me the three people where you let your guard down uh, and, and just that wide open. And, and you show me those three and I'll show you where you're headed. I want my closest friends I want the ones that I let my guard down and just kind of transparent, uh, accountable, uh, that wide open, honest uh, relationship. Hey, I want them to be people that are heading towards God. Uh, I want those to be ones that, that are uh, all about the work of God, all about reaching others for Christ. Boy, those are the, the closest friends. Those are uh, the friends that I want to be closest to me. Uh, and the dynamics, it's because number one, our friends steer us they steer us the ones that are closest to us they steer us um, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise they steer you but a companion of fools shall be destroyed our friends steer us does anybody agree with that at all be not deceived evil communications corrupt good manners Boy, eventually if someone's talking negatively about my friends, uh, eventually if someone's trying to pull me away from, from my friends, uh, eventually I'm going to get space from that pseudo so-called uh, friend. Why? Uh, because I know that those are the closest to me. Boy, uh, to an extent, they steer me. Be not deceived. Evil communications, corrupt good manners, uh, they steer us. Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, it's that passage, that, that primary text on church faithfulness. Before that it says, and let us consider one another to provoke, to provoke, to, to steer. Uh, let us consider one another to provoke one another to love and to good works. And so why is this a big deal? Uh, first, because our friends steer us. They steer us. I promise you they steer us. Uh, number two, write it down. Uh, it's important because our friends strengthen us. They strengthen us either for good and for God, or they strengthen us for the world, the flesh, and the devil. But they strengthen us as iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Uh, they steer us. Uh, they, they strengthen us. Uh, and then lastly, why is this important? Uh, why is Acts chapter 2, verse 41 and 47. Why does God make such a big deal about, hey, now that they're saved, they're involved. They're continuing daily. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, they're so close, community. They're living on mission together. Boy, why does God make such a big deal about that? Because our friends steer us. Because our friends strengthen us. And then lastly, because our friends stretch us. Uh, remember Amnon, uh, who had an interest in his stepsister. But he knew that, that it was wrong. He knew it was inappropriate. But Amnon had a friend, Jonadab, who was subtle. Uh, Jonadab laid out a plan. Jonadab uh, prodded him. And uh, you, you shouldn't have to uh, restrain from that. And Jonadab caused him to do something that he never would have done. But our friends Stretch us to do far more than we ever thought we could do for good and for God or for the world, the flesh, uh, and the devil. 
I, I, I guess the question is this. Um, your three closest friends, your three closest friends, um, the ones you let down your guard, the ones that you're wide open with, the ones you spend uh, the most time with, boy, are they steering you the right direction? Are they stretching you in a good way? And are they strengthening you for good and for God? And let me say this to close. Our first friend, our best friend, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. You talk about a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You talk about a brother that's born for adversity. You talk about someone that has your back. Uh, someone that will walk with you through the fire, the Lord Jesus Christ, our first friend, uh, our best friend. And if you've never made him your friend, if you've never had that time where you bowed your head, opened your heart, received him as your Savior, placing your faith in him, I don't know that we can really have the deepest friendships uh, because we need to love with the same love wherewith he has loved us. Forgive with the same grace that he hath forgiven us. And so if you've never been saved, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, if you want to begin a relationship with him, boy, immediately after the service, the altar is open. We'll have uh, people that will take as much time as you want to answer any question you have about how to make the Lord Jesus Christ your best friend. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.